Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Everybody wants to be first on the ballot. Uh, or last on the ballot. And that's the other really strange thing. If you're not first in a crowded field, you want to be last. So you can point to where you are, easy to find. Instead of being number six out of 11, you know, you want to be one, you want to be last. Hi, everybody. I'm Fran Spielman. We're back after a brief uh, vacation for Thanksgiving and from my producer, Brian Ernst, who does such a beautiful job. And here we are talking about the cutthroat period that we are in right now. Now that the filing deadline is over, the challenge period, the one week challenge period begins when you can knock your opponent off the ballot. With us today is Chicago's premier election law expert, Bert Odelson. You are an attorney who's been around forever, Bert. Uh, I'm not trying to date you or anything, but you have the expertise that nobody else has. Thanks for joining us. Oh, my pleasure, Fran. Always, uh, always a delight to be on your show. Thank you. And who are you working for now? I know that you worked to help Paul Vallis and Chuya Garcia get on the ballot, gather the 12,500 valid signatures to qualify for the ballot. Who are you working for now in trying to challenge and who are you challenging? Yeah, so I did, I did uh, put together, we put together Paul Vallis's and Rod Sawyer's, not Chewy's, Rod Sawyer's. Oh, I'm sorry, okay. Rod Sawyer, that's okay, Rod Sawyer's. And we put together over 20 aldermanic candidates, as well as some incumbents and some uh, 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 newbies. Uh, Now we're in the process of uh, gathering the petitions that were filed against our candidates to to uh, look through them to see if there are errors uh, contrary to the election code or to see if they have uh, not filed enough signatures. So uh, we are waiting for the petitions to be copied and inputted into the computer uh, f- uh, from uh, Mayor Lightfoot and from other uh, other aldermanic candidates that filed uh, yesterday. Uh, when After we receive those, which should be sometime uh, earlier or later this morning, we then begin the process of checking registration to see if the people who signed are registered and checking to see if the signature is really that of the signature of the name that appears on the petition. So the only mayoral candidate that you are even thinking about perusing and possibly challenging is Lori Lightfoot. Why is that and who are you working for? 
Well, it, it's that's the way it is today. But today's only Tuesday. That could change by tonight or tomorrow. But right now, that is the only one that I, I, my law office is looking at. Uh, and and uh, Brian Hopkins uh, asked me to do this, and other uh, uh, business folks and other uh, other aldermen. Uh, but Brian has kind of taken the lead on this to check the petitions to see if there are sufficient signatures to stay on the ballot. And if there are, let me say this right up front, Fran, if there are, then we won't be challenging. It's as simple as that. If there are not, then the mayor has to comply with the law like everybody else. And, and maybe she has. I don't know. We have to see. Brian Hopkins is running unopposed for re-election. He considered his own race for mayor. What is the relationship that you have with Brian that would have you working for him in this effort? Brian's almost like a son to me. He was a student at Moraine Valley Community College when I was chairman of the board, got involved in politics through me, uh, actually campaigned for me uh, when I ran for re-election, and actually got arrested at a polling place in Crestwood for passing out brochures for me. And that's the way he started his political career. And, and he's uh, kind of been an understudy, uh, a friend, uh, helping him through his political career. Uh, and and I, am, I am so delighted that he's unopposed because now he can help in this effort and help other uh, aldermen or challengers. So he, we have a relationship that goes above and beyond you know, just a, a, a normal attorney client. So I, I told him I would do this for him and the people and business people that he has accumulated in, in order to check uh, the petitions. Who are these business people behind this? Well, that, that, since they're not my clients, I can't, I, I, I can't describe, I don't even know them all to tell you the truth. You know, I told Brian, he had to raise some money. This is not going to be a charity case. You know, we run a business here and we're plenty busy with other challenges as well as our other business that we, our regular business that we, that we do. So I, I'm, I'm not at liberty to disclose the other business people or the other uh, politicians that uh, have joined Brian's effort. To, to Brendan Riley's involved in this, isn't he? I, that I don't know. I, I, that name, uh, his name was not brought up to me. And the only one I've talked to is, is, uh, is Brian. But there is yeah, significant, and we keep hearing this, significant business community disenchantment with Lori Lightfoot to want to perhaps, if they can, knock her off the ballot. What's that about? It's it's about it's about displeasure uh, as to the uh, uh, actual operation of the city and the crime in the city. Businesses, uh, you know, don't feel safe in, in operating, it, whether it be in the Loop, whether it be in uh, Inglewood, whether it be in uh, you know North suburban Chicago. Uh, we have seen a uh, a movement to to um, call try to uh, get a candidate who can bring some law and order to, to the city. And, and that's, that's just my perspective. That's what I've seen in, in all my years. I've, I have never seen this type of coalition, so, <clears throat> so to speak, looking for a candidate. Uh, but we've been through, uh, you and I, Fran, we've been through some very, very strong mayors, but all those mayors 
have established a, a relationship with the city council. Even going back to Harold Washington, who started out very rocky with the uh, with the Verdolia Act 29, and, and, and then kind of evened it out out a bit and did get some things done. Never have we seen relationships between a, a, a mayor and a city council like we have now, and that provides dysfunction, and and that also provides a, a lack of uh, of of trust by the business community who who are here to make money, quite frankly. But given that level of mistrust, Bert, I'm a little puzzled by the fact that the business community did not recruit one of its own to run against Lori Lightfoot. Uh, Actually, that's a very good perspective. And and I, uh, I, I think I can divulge, I'm going to divulge it anyway. I spoke to Arnie Duncan early on who, who was strongly considering, you know, running for mayor uh, and he had tre- tremendous support, not only from business leaders, but civic leaders. And then for whatever reasons he chose, he chose, uh, you know, not to run. I was retained by Arnie to, to, to move forward. And then he, uh, he made a decision uh, n- not to run. I, I don't think it's because of not enough fire in the belly, so to speak. I think it's just because of our political climate here in Chicago and and because of the internet and because of what you, the abuse you have to take as a candidate, whether the abuse thrown at you is true or false. And unfortunately, that's what we've gotten to in our society, not only for Mayor of Chicago, but you know, for the minor races too, which is why we can't find candidates to run for school boards and park districts and library districts. Who wants to, who wants to do that and expose their family? So the business community tried with one guy, Arnie Duncan, and then gave up? I don't know. I mean, uh, I I can't speak for them. You you see the list of candidates. You you know, I don't see a business candidate on there. I I see uh, some established politicians, some wannabe politicians. Uh, uh, Paul Vallis is, is about is about the farthest from a, a, a politician that you can uh, you can you can get in that in that fray and I'm prejudiced because I represent Paul and I like Paul and he's a really smart guy but you know everybody else are either either established politicians or wannabes I, I don't see a business uh, uh, leader in the in the field so if they succeeded in knocking Lori Lightfoot off the ballot, who would the business community back in this field? That's a good question. I, I mean, I, you know, it, it all boils down to who's going to get into the runoff, because obviously with this many candidates, even if all 11 don't survive, if eight survive or seven survive or five survive, there's going to be a runoff. No one in, in their field yeah, is strong no enough to get 50. No question. Right. And you know that from your years too in, in City Hall. So you're going to have a runoff. So the question becomes, who are the two who are going to be able to garner, you know, 30% of the vote or 28% of the vote? It's a little ridiculous to tell you the truth. And, and quite frankly, if you want my perspective, and I'll give it to you whether you want it or not, you know, uh, Willie Wilson, you know, he won every African-American award last time. And since then, all he's, all he's done is give away millions of dollars. So. He won 11 out of 16 and Preckwinkle won the rest. And then he helped Lightfoot with his endorsement and the runoff against Preckwinkle, uh, you know, sweep the city, all 50 wards. 
So, so e- even if it's only 11, he goes into it with, I don't think, any less than 11 to 15 wards that will still support him. And that's, that's going to be enough to carry him into the, uh, into the runoff. And who the second person is going to be? Anybody's guess. It could be Paul. Could be, it could be uh, um, Chewy. could be Rod. You know, I don't know. We have to see how it, how it develops. And, again, money is going to play a big part and advertisements and social media uh, and how you infiltrate people's minds and what you say, the truth versus the untruth. So, so I, I think Willie Wilson gets into the runoff and, and who the second person is, don't know. If, if the mayor's out of the race, that really makes it interesting. Do you foresee a, a situation if she survives and gets, st- gets stays on the ballot? Do you foresee a situation where she doesn't make the runoff, the incumbent mayor of Chicago not making the runoff? It's shocking. It's shocking. And there was shock in your voice when you said that. It's no, I'm not shocked. But do you foresee it would be it would yes. be unbelievably embarrassing to her? Yeah, un- unbelievably embarrassing, and I think a real possibility. When you look at, at what is the path to victory, and that's the way I, I say to candidates when they come to see me, do you, is there a path to victory? What's your path? How are you going to get there? Uh, her, and her path, of course, was the, uh, the, the north side, the, the liberals, the progressives, uh, uh, African-Americans, uh, and I don't think she has that anymore, especially on the north side, the, you know, the, the north side progressives, as you as we would call them. So I don't see a path, but that's just my political uh, knowledge, not my legal knowledge. Okay, Uh, so let's talk about the legality of this. Yes. How do you go about challenging petitions? Is it one of these like, you know, you sit there with a magnifying glass and you peruse these signatures? Is there a computer program? How easy is it? How difficult? How painstaking? Let's talk about the process and the grounds. Sure. So, so years ago, before before we had the internet, before we had computers, we used to spend hours. I, I would spend all night with staffs in in the Chicago Board of Elections or the Cook County Clerk's Office, depending on the race, going through the old binders, looking up registrations. That's the only way you could do it back then. Now there are programs, uh, a program called Petition Review, amongst others, where you can have a group of people, you train them how to input names, and the program tells you if uh, uh, France Billman is a registered voter at that address. And it's a matter of seconds going through, uh, you know, one name. So you can you can accomplish going through petitions with 35 or 36 or 40,000, you know, in, in, in a day and a half, two days. Uh, whereby years ago, it would take us a good week and maybe not even finish then. And what we look for... Are, are these people registered voters at their address that they say? Number one. Number two, is this their signature? Did, they, did someone forge their signature? Did someone innocently write their signature? Did, did, the, uh, did a wife sign her husband's name and her kids are in college? Not, not with any ill intent, but just because the circulator said you can't. And of course you can't, it has to be your signature. So then we look for that. And then thirdly, we look for what we call pattern of fraud, where we have 
circulators who were being paid good money to get a, a, a fantastic amount of signatures who actually forge signatures themselves or do the old round tabling. You have two or three or four people, you know, take a phone book and, and write names. So that's, that's, that's uh, the last step that we look at after we see where we are with registration, where we are with uh, maybe people in the suburbs who signed who are out of the district and where we are with bad names as far as uh, uh, forgeries. Uh, now, you didn't kind of mention another thing, and that is that if I sign your petition, I can't sign oh, somebody yeah. else's. And if I signed yours first, then the second one I signed is no good. How do you know when somebody signed and what the timing was? Well, the reason I didn't mention it is, is even though that is the law, it is incredibly difficult to prove and many, many lawyers have falsely said, well, this signature was notarized on this date and this signature was notarized uh, after. So therefore, the first notary date prevails. No, that's not the law. The notary date has nothing to do with it. It's, it's actually when did you sign it? That's the date versus the date that the second signature appears. You have to prove that. And, and that is extremely difficult and cumbersome to prove no time to do that in, in, in a race that has uh, tens of thousands of signatures. So usually you let that one go by the boards. You don't even yes. use that excuse. No, no, usually we don't, unless it's something that if, if someone uh, uh, signed uh, right when uh, petitions became available and it was notarized you know, on, on August 31st, and then the next one was signed in December, or November, uh, you know, maybe then we, we'd put it down and, and then try to prove it later, but go try to prove it. You got to subpoena people and it's impossible to do uh, correctly with the shortened time period uh, with the appeal process. So the clock is ticking. We're sitting here on yeah. Tuesday morning. You still don't have Lori Lightfoot's petitions. Is that fishy to you? Do you think there's something sinister going on? Yeah, no, I don't. I, I actually just spoke with the Chicago board and, and the, the, the problem is that there were a lot of signatures and they, when they, when they scan them and put them in and that's the way they do it. Now they scan them, they put them in and you don't have to go get a copy anymore. It, it, it's emailed to you. If you have requested them, they want to be absolutely sure that they have uh, all of the petitions not just the mayors, but uh, everybody's petitions in the right categories, and they uh, have not uh, mixed anything up. So they told me that by noon today, I, we should have the petitions, which still, you know, I lost a day already, and we don't have many days. You lost a half a day, right? No, she, she no? filed yesterday morning. I mean, um, oh, you could have gotten them then. Yeah, back in the day, we would have been there waiting. And we would have waited for a photocopy of them and, and, and started, you know, yesterday afternoon. But now with computers and scanning, you know, it, it takes them a while to take the petitions apart, to scan them in, to double check them. So, you know, it's, it's eaten a, really a day and a half away. The word on the street was that she had to pay top dollar for her each signature. And that is okay doing that. People, they all do it, really. But what makes you think that she would fall below the 12500 when she claims to have filed 40-some-odd thousand? Uh, 
first of all, you're correct. It, it's it's be, we've we've uh, we've uh, got away from precinct captains and volunteer workers and door to door, and now we have companies who charge an incredible amount of money to gather signatures, you know, for for people. In, What's the going when, rate? When the, in well, this is think? funny. When it's when it started, when it started years a few years ago, it was fifty cents a signature. Well, that ain't so bad, you know, especially when you got a good campaign chest. Then it went to a dollar, then five dollars, and seven fifty. And the word on the street, I don't know this, the word on the street that she, she was paying fifteen dollars a signature, you know, this this last uh, week. Uh, in order to garner enough signatures to, to make it out to the ballot. Now that's an wow. awful lot of signatures. Yeah. An awful lot of money. I mean, and it, 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 what it does is lead to uh, some mischief uh, because of the desire to, to make money, not by the companies who do it, but by the circulators who are hired, you know, to do it. Uh, and, and quite frankly, as a lawyer, I, I find it obnoxious to tell you the truth because the, the real reason for signatures our Supreme Court has told us, our United States Supreme Court has told us, is to show that you have a modicum of support. That's the legal, the legal phraseology that's come, modicum of support in order to get on the ballot. That's, that's, well, I don't think that shows a modicum of support when you're paying $15 a signature. You're bribing someone. You're, you're buying it. You're buying your you're popularity. Buying it. You're buying it. You're Correct. buying your modicum of support. So what makes you think, is it just the the rumors of the top dollar she was paying, or what makes you think there's fraud here? Um, a couple things. In, in, in doing some other petitions, there are what we call super circulators uh, who we've known through the years who uh, go out there and, and uh, take shortcuts to try to get a lot of signatures. And, like what? Uh, what do they do? Uh, round table. Um, have someone uh, sign all all the names on various petitions. Um, work for two candidates, which has happened this time. Uh, I, I the name of another candidate whose petitions I looked at and and pulled petitions from his stack because they were so bad. Uh, four of those circulators also circulated for the mayor, and and so we're. Can you tell us who it. that candidate was? No, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And and, and I. Are you're I know, not challenging that person? No, 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 no. You're no, only no. challenging Lightfoot. Maybe, again, maybe, yeah. and, and I will only challenge if there's a sufficient reason to challenge, not just to cause havoc. We don't. I don't do that. Okay, so that's one reason why you think there might be a problem. What else? Yes, uh, because she filed uh, in the last day. That's that's a sign of uh, of uh, weakness, uh, not strategy. Uh, everybody wants to be first on the ballot uh, or last on the ballot, and that's the other really strange thing. If you're not first in a crowded field, you want to be last, so you can point to where you are. Easy to find. Instead of being number six out of eleven. You know, you want to be one, you want to be last. Well, she chose to wait till the last day and forego a chance at one. And then she filed in the morning, which. Well, how do you read that? I, I, I don't know. I mean, that baffles me. Uh, why, why do you want to be eighth instead of 11th? Or, she I, says I they know. know me already. They know me already. I don't have that problem. 
well, maybe she wants to hide herself. <laughs> I don't know. It baffles me. You don't do that. You wait till the end. And, and, so and is there any other thing. reason? Is there any other reason why you think she might fall under the threshold? No. Uh, registration, uh, uh, bad, bad uh, uh, signatures, um, circulators who didn't do their job and, and have forged names. There's no other reason that I... How quickly will you know whether you're going to forge ahead full blown on this? Uh, by, I, I would think if we get the petitions at noon today or the, thereabouts and we start to check, Wednesday, probably uh, uh, Thursday afternoon. And you uh, almost I'll have, have a good to. Idea. Yeah, you really yeah, have yeah, to. Yeah, so, no, well, yeah, it, yeah. If, right. If, if, there's, if it's there and the pattern, and we see a pattern, just like you see pattern in voting, you, you know, uh, 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 mail-in ballots are coming from this section or a two-to-one Democrat. That pattern keeps going. So if we see a pattern that, you know, one out, of, uh, one out of two or one out of three signatures are not registered, that pattern will continue through the petition. So uh, I'll, I'll know by Thursday, Thursday night. The 12,500 valid signature minimum is too high for mayor, isn't it? Uh, in my opinion, yes. Yes. Way so why have we never seen a challenge to that? Isn't that illegal? There, there, there has been. There's been challenges before to signature requirements. Committeemen used to have high signature requirements. The federal court struck that down, and, and, and that's why it's much smaller now. Uh, there have been challenges to the mayoral and, and, and clerk and treasurer's number. They have not been successful. I can't tell you why they haven't been successful because I wasn't part of it, but there is law that says the 12,500 is okay. Uh, will that law survive when a good lawyer grabs a hold of that and says that's ridiculous when you, when you need 5,000 again for a statewide candidate? Uh, I can tell you that I think it won't survive and someday it, it will be struck down because it is too high. It's ridiculous. But you haven't challenged it because no. you are a good lawyer. You could do it. Well, thank you. Well, maybe, maybe I could, but I don't have the right. I don't have the right candidate in the right in the right time. What you is know, the it, most significant and meaningful challenge that you have succeeded in over the years? Wow, that's a hard one. You know, I I just celebrated three weeks ago my fiftieth year as a lawyer. So uh, wow, congrats. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. And I, I started when I was five. So, um, <laughs> Not. um, I've had a lot of significant ones. It's hard to, hard to say, uh, probably the Rahm Emanuel. Oh, right. That I did. I won in the appellate court, the appellate court on a two to one decision said, you're right. He's not a resident. Uh, and then of course that was reversed three days later by the Illinois Supreme court. In, 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 and if you ask good election lawyers uh, to this day, they'll tell you that the Supreme Court reversed 150 years worth of established precedent as far as residency goes. You so think that I'm was a political comment. decision by a court that w wanted him as mayor? Uh, yes. Bluntly, by who? Yeah. Do you think Ann Burke uh, was part of that or who was part of that? Absolutely not. And at, she was on the other side. She, her and Charles Freeman wrote a concurring opinion, which was more like a dissent. And I, I uh, 
I yeah, know. Yeah, because at that, that time, at that time, Burke was part of an establishment of Democratic committeemen who didn't want correct. Rahm Emanuel. Correct. Correct. Dick Mel correct. didn't All want Rahm to... Emanuel. A lot of these guys were afraid of Rahm Emanuel. He won them correct. over. Yes, right. he did. He did. He was a good politician and a yes, good statesman. He was. Yes, he, that, that, he did a good he job. He knew how to work yes. it, boy. He worked he it. He did. He did work it well, didn't he's he? He's the opposite yeah, he, of Lori he, Lightfoot. She doesn't work he it. Is. She just, yeah. Yeah. yeah she, she goes in everyone's face. He's a, sh- yeah. he was a schmoozer and he, and he was a yeah. very good politician. He knew how to, he knew how to line up votes. But so you think that was a political decision made by who? I, 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 um, I don't know. I, I mean, I can't say for sure. I just, I, I, uh, I, I know what I know, and I know that it wasn't the law, and they reversed the law, which is impacted. And we knew when that decision came out, it would impact cases forever, because now you don't have to have a physical residence. You can have a mental uh, uh, feeling that you're you're you really are a resident of Chicago. That you have a place that you can return to someday. So right. if you leave and your, your wife's mother's wedding house, dress, and if your wife's wedding dress is in the basement, dress. yeah, you're okay. <laughs> in and the you attic. have a mental intent. Yeah, no, it was in the right. basement. Amy Manuel's wedding dress was in that house, and yes. that was enough somehow. Somehow, is there any I, other challenge other than that one that you uh, think about the significance of? Uh, I'm sure you yes. you have others. Well, the one probably the one the one most famous, um, uh, aside from Bush v. Gore, which wasn't the challenge that was the recount, is a, is a case called Norman versus Reed. You'll remember this. Uh, Eugene Pincham ran for the county board uh, under the Harold Washington Party name. And right. he was an insurgent Democrat at the time. Uh, uh, the Democrats uh, challenged all of his petition, his petitions and his slate. I was appointed by Jack O'Malley, who was the state's attorney, to represent the Cook County Electoral Board. Our electoral board ruled against the challenge on a two-to-one decision. You know, I, we wrote the opinion for them. That was taken up to the circuit court. Circuit court reversed it. We, there was a, a hack judge who reversed it. The Illinois Supreme Court on a four to three Democratic versus Republican uh, court uh, sustained them being removed from the ballot. We we appealed it to the United States Supreme Court and Justice Stevens at the time, who was the Seventh Circuit uh, judge, uh, granted our request for a, a stay, granted our petition for writ of certiorari, and I argued on the first Monday of October in front of the United States Supreme Court, who reversed the Illinois Supreme Court and said, yes, they, they were on the ballot. They should have been on the ballot. Supreme Court was wrong. So that's, that's kind of legally my most famous case because Norman versus Reed is cited today. And uh, every lawyer who's a real lawyer uh, likes to get to the Supreme Court. So uh, I did, and that, that, that's the case I'm, I'm most proud of. When the one-week challenge period is over, what do you think? Will anybody be knocked off? Yes, yes. Who, I, I, who do you think? I, 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 don't, I haven't looked at the petitions, but just looking at the names and knowing how petitions are circulated, uh, some of the minor candidates, I think, if they're challenged. Now, there is some strategy in leaving them on. Because leaving them on means the percentage that you need to get into the runoff is less. less. Yeah. So there's, there's, 
there's been many times where uh, we could have knocked people off, but strategy-wise, you leave them on because, you know, it doesn't take as much for you to win. So, Who else but, is going to be active in this challenge for you? Do you expect the Chicago Teachers Union to do this on behalf of uh, their candidate, Brian, uh, Brandon Johnson? Well, that's a good question because you have, from my view, you have two progressives, if you know that's the label, with uh, with uh, Garcia and with uh, uh, Johnson. Um, so if I was the teachers union, I, I would want someone of like political mind and, and like people who you want, you know, off the ballot. Will they look at at Garcia's? I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't represent them, but that's I would go there. Uh, will Willie Wilson challenge uh, any of the uh, African-Americans? Uh, I don't I don't know. I mean, obviously, he has a lot of money and, and he his people could be looking at other ones, but maybe it benefits him. Uh, not to challenge and leave everybody on. So it's it's a game of politics. It's a game of political strategy, and and it's it's a game of uh, who's got the best lawyer and 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 uh, money to do it. And, oh, and money and money. Yes, you got to don't have forget money. money. It's at the root of all evil. <laughs> uh, <laughs> actually, I think I think the internet now is at the root of all evil because of what goes on the internet. And yeah, social really media, out. I agree. Yes. Well, and what about um, Joe Moreno, who is running, trying to reclaim the office that he lost amid scandal and drinking and all this stuff that he got involved in, uh, crimes and so on. Why are you challenging him when that requirement is so low, 473 signatures? We have done a preliminary check of his two reasons. We've done a preliminary check of his signatures and we have found over half of the signatures that he filed are either not registered or out of, out of uh, the district, out of the first ward. Uh, we've also made a check of the uh, actual signatures and we have found a lot of signatures that are, are forged or are not real people. So I believe that we will be filing a challenge saying that he doesn't have the 473 uh, qualifying names. Uh, and then the other reason we're challenging is that he's a convicted felon and convicted felons can't run for, for Alderman. It, it's simple as that. What about his argument that uh, his record was cleared? Well, I, I read that in the paper, friend. And That's what he told you know, me. That's what he claims. Well, I, I'm a lawyer, so I need proof. So we pulled the court documents, and we pulled the court orders, and we pulled the what's called the half sheet, and his probation was terminated. His sentence wasn't uh, uh, thrown out. There's still a guilty, two guilties on felonies. So the guilty pleas... And the, and the findings of guilty stand. The, the, the court did not dismiss those. And is there so, some philosophical reason why you don't want him in? Is this going to send a bad message that someone who did what he did with the alleged insurance fraud and the, uh, you know, the other... Obstruction uh, of justice, yeah. Yeah, on the obstruction yeah, yeah, of yeah. justice and all those things. What is there a philosophical reason why you don't want him to be able to run again? Or is it just about the legality? 
it's about the legality. Philosophically, I'm of the other mind that if you uh, if you did the crime and you and you did the time, so to speak, and you've been a model citizen, then you uh, you should be entitled to run again. And I, we have the premier case in Illinois. The Supreme Court ruled my mayor in Markham, Roger Pawa, who had a, has a felony on his record from 25 years ago. Um, Supreme Court allowed him to. Uh, to, to take the seat of mayor after he won. Uh, but but there's a process to convict the felons you have to go through uh, to have either a pardon by the governor or a proclamation of a, uh, a restoration of his civil rights to run for office. There's a process. So I took the process with Mayor Akpawa, and we were successful. Uh, 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 Marino has not taken that process. And he so a reformed alcoholic is not good enough for you? No, 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 that, that's, that's the philosophical uh, side. Uh, that's not the side I'm taking here. The side I'm taking here is I'm a lawyer and I'm looking for the legal uh, means of removing him before a client. So I, Who's the client? Who's your client? Uh, is it spot undisclosed. I can't why, why? Why? Is it the at, incumbent? At time. Well, is it Mike Morgan's son? Uh, uh, I, I'm not going to disclose. I, I think it'll become... No, not at this time. No. Okay. And, we are and before we, we are let friends. you go, put mm -hmm. on your political hat and tell me how Ed Burke, who is not running for re-election, who faces a sweeping federal extortion indictment, uh, will be on trial next November, we think. We don't know because there's been many, many delays. How will he be remembered? And are you surprised he's not running? I'm not surprised that he is not running. Uh, I, I must give you this caveat. He's a friend of mine, and I've done his petitions for years. And when uh, Eddie Verdoliak and Eddie Burke ran the Democratic Party, I was the lawyer for the Democratic Party, so I'm prejudiced. And and being an old-timer around all these years, I, I look to all the good that he's done for the 14th Ward and why he continually won re-election in a ward that progressively was – became Latino, and won re-election after he was indicted. Why? Because people in the wards want services. He gave them services. Now, if he is proven guilty of anything, that's, then, then that, that's too bad, and, and that shouldn't have happened. But we're all innocent until we're proven guilty, and he deserves his day in court. So I'm not the right one. I, I, I will remember him as a as a brilliant leader in, in the city council who knew the rules, which says a lot to me. Whatever he did outside the city council is 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 on him. But I will always remember him being an old timer uh, as to being politically astute, doing really good things for his ward. And, and, and his co-starring role in council wars was what was is it indication that he is a racist as as Jackie Grimshaw, who worked for Harold Washington, believes, oh, or was it an aberration on his part? Was he has he really evolved? What, what was that? He's certainly not a racist. If you look at his family and you know his family, anyone who knows uh, Ed and Ann and know know their family and the children they've raised and. and um, you, you see, you, you very easily see he is not a racist at all. Uh, and I, and I, I remember when Jackie Grimshaw made those remarks. And again, he just, the, she just the, made them to me yesterday. 
Oh, did she? Wow. That's yes, she reiterated. I'll always remember him. That's the bed he made. He's got a lie in it. He made well, that bed. He did that. Did you ever talk to him about how, his regrets about the role he played, no. the co-starring role? No, no, I did not. You know, I, so what I, was yeah. that? What was that if not really it, the true Ed Burke? It was it was it was politics. It was uh, controlled the city council. It was, uh, you know, it, it, it's unfortunate that it happened in the way it happened. But uh, I'll tell you my perspective and my perspective now. And, and you'll appreciate this. Chicago has a city council, a strong city council, weak mayor form of government, legal form of government. Now, during my lifetime, we haven't seen that. We've only seen strong mayors who take control and lead the council. That's not the way it's supposed to be. The well, city but council that doesn't, that's not the issue I'm talking to you about. I'm talking about the extremism that he yeah. exhibited at that point. What was that, if not his true char character? I, I think power, I, I, in my belief, knowing the man and knowing the family, it's just a matter of, of political power, taking control of the city council, um, not happy with with the mayor. You know, I, I, some people could say it's race. Some people could say it's progressives. You know, some people could say they they being Ed and Ed lost power, lost power at the city council and didn't have the ear uh, of the leader like like they they used to so i view it differently because i know the reality and i know the family all right bird odelson good luck in this challenge period you got to get to work you have a very short time your meter is running and we'll see how you do thanks for joining us and we will see you all next week okay thank you all right bye-bye